and welcome back to the RPE podcast. Today we have a special extra episode for you that was taken from one of our larger discussions. We love this type of small discussion and this gives you some insight into our behind the scenes prep as well as how we think about certain topics. We hope you enjoy it. Today's extra episode is a clip taken from our chat with Tom Frost. In this chat, the guys discuss long, slow distance training as well as building mental toughness in our athletes. Um, aerobic LSD sort of work earlier on in the piece, which is like training mentality. You know, if you're Dan and you can attest to this, when your boys turn up for pre-season, you know, like what they've done over the off-season, they just need to to mental like have a mentality switch of we're back we're back now we're back yeah. into it and and there's a there's a I'm big on that too you know mindset it might take a, yeah a week or two when you get into the the, the groove of, of training again like consistently and correct sort of, yeah yeah to do anything of sort of repeat efforts at that stage is going to blow them up or have them not want to turn up next week kind of thing you know like. Um, it's a mentality thing for me to sort of start out in that space. Which, when you're talking, I don't know if you, I don't know too much about the Victorian pathways, but with the with the rugby league specific, like, I, I was I was a big fan. I've said this before, a big fan of doing like either small slider conditioning games or football specific conditioning sort of work. So. You, you might touch them with a little bit of like straight line conditioning, but then you might put them in a scenario, a game-based scenario where they actually get to use that and use all the other elements in terms of fatigue, the um, the capacity to, to mentally sort of switch on and actually focus on the rugby league, but also focus on conditioning. I felt like that was a bit more bang for my buck than pure sprint, pure pure straight line conditioning only. Yeah. Yeah, no, we follow something similar. When we first start out, there is always a um, earn the right though. So we're not going to give you the footy straight away because you've got to earn the right and you've got to switch back on to work and you've got to learn a bit of grit and do some uncomfortable stuff before you're allowed to have fun with the footy. But is that, the, is that going through phases? So pre, pre-Christmas you've got that yeah. phase and post-Christmas you've got, you might be jumping to the other side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's a big big part of that. Um, I, I think another important point to touch on there, Dan. That's a that's a good one. Is there's also people within the team where you won't you'll you'll have them. You know, we we do the MAS off the bronc off the bronco, the one point two bronco, and um, you know, like, and then you'll have them in their groups, and they'll be building their capacity through the you know eighty percent MAS prior to Christmas, and you build up the percentage of your MAS, obviously, and then. And then you get post Christmas, and these blokes sort of stuck around in your crappy groups the whole time pre Christmas. And then you introduce some small sided games after Christmas, and the effort levels that they give you when they put their hands on a footy is like, maybe we should have had small sided games pre Christmas because they like maybe you'd have a better level of conditioning if we'd have done it because it's amazing what they do. You know, old mate will be over the back, hands on knees, blowing, and then you know, play an offside touch or whatever and he gets a chance and he'll burst for 60 metres and give you his top effort. Then, Isn't that like, interesting? You do see that. Just reframing, reframing that purpose in a, you know, and, and it's fun for them. 
Yeah. And sometimes they don't think they're doing conditioning, but they are. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely a level of that where it's like, give them the fun so that they get the work done. But at the same time, like, the sport's not always going to be fun as well. Like, there's going to be grit required. And, and so, yeah, that's where we, we like to push some of the uncomfortable MAS sessions where it's like, this is boring as that shit, but um, you know what? Deal with it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Like, I, I always framed it the way I said that, you know, this next 15-minute block's not going to be the best part of your day, but, you know, tomorrow's going to make you better and, you know, in a month's time, you're going to see the benefits. So you just got to bite down and, and just complete it. Yeah, massive. I'm not here to be your friend, and I actually, you know, if you're, if you're enjoying what, if you're enjoying my my presence, you know, maybe I'm not doing my job properly. <laughs> yeah, I, I said if you want to be entertained, just go to the circus. And I'm not here for that. Yeah, that's right. You are. You've always been a taskmaster, Dan. <laughs> yeah, mate. It's definitely a time when you can um, put someone in the in the hurt locker, both mentally and I guess physically, is with your with your running drills. Um, definitely a, a place where you build someone's capacity. Um, you know, we do do it in the gym as well, but I think it's very much you can um, really really see where someone is at in in your running drills. I reckon. Yeah, for sure. You also build like camaraderie as well, like within yeah. the squad. So when you go through a hard pre-season together, you can see that they're tighter as a group because you've got yeah. that common suffering. Did you guys, Um, I don't know if you saw, like I plugged it all over socials because I was so excited by it, but we did a, a culture camp this year um, with the 20s boys. And I'm so disappointed that COVID hit because it was unbelievable what results we saw. Just... I mean, and the Storm do a similar thing for any new recruit that comes to the club where it's like earn your, earn your jersey kind of thing. And, man, it was just like we were completely vulnerable, like all of us coaches involved, because we were up for nearly the whole time with them and, you know, sleep deprived, nutrition deprived. Um, like we lit, we really got uncomfortable um, with them. And, and by the end of it, just like you said, that, that camaraderie was unbelievable. Like nothing I've ever seen in anything I've ever done. And um, yeah, pissed off that COVID hit because it was. I felt there was just a difference to the team this year because of it. So this is then the I guess the two parts of my physio mind. One, the resilience of people is going off in the background. That that's awesome. They can deal with it. The other part's going. How did the bodies kind of was, was there an increase in anything like injury wise or anything? unforeseen or how did you guys kind of manage that to make sure that you weren't pushing them above their envelope of function for too long kind of thing you know what i mean because yeah. of course all of us can can tolerate being above our envelope of function for a little bit but where's do you individualize that for a person or is it like a we're, we're going to apply uh, this and just, just going to see where people are sitting in that. Yeah. I think when you sent through the questions for today, um, that was one of my things is like in a big group setting like that, you can't um, know in short, it, like you've got to meet what the group's doing um, because that's what happens on the field. And, and if you're the person who's not meeting them. So um, we we got together as a group and we had to, you have to let go of your science hat every now and then 
like because um like this is the real world that like I, it's a big focus of mine is you know we, we try and justify ourselves and our profession sometimes through the science where it's like i have not seen a better improvement in in that group and the pack mentality of the group following something like that where we threw science out the window to a certain extent you know we still had we still broke it up it's not like we just consistently went for the full 24 hours but yeah we nearly did like we, there wasn't much downtime um and and it, yeah it sort of got thrown out the window i we had a, our physio with us and and in our sit down meetings i said to him i said um you need to be the one responsible for this okay and and, and all i want you to do is when somebody is done they're out take them to the side that's fine if they can't if they can't continue on then they're out but it's amazing steve where the boys would come up to you and go i'm done because of their rating of perceived exertion to a certain extent i'm done and i that's no worries mate sit here beside me hang out while the rest of the boys finish the drill just hang out here for me because that's fine you're either in or out straight back into the drill and gets it done every time yeah they don't want it that they don't want to sit while their mates are doing the work because correct it's that group mentality and actually i'll this was a this was a punishment i used to do um if someone wasn't telling the line is say say tom you you were you were messing around during the drill i would give the other boys the physical punishment while making you watch them we're very similar dan we're very similar because that that hurt them more knowing that they put their mates to it and their mates were looking at them giving them a spray and it was like a group group discipline yeah talk about talk about internalizing um self-discipline versus having to do the work for for any young coach out there listening right now that's gold write that down because when you're younger you think you need to be the you know the big dog and you need to go in and swing and whatever the easiest way for you to get your job done is to internalize the the culture to to make the group accountable within themselves i love it i do the same thing for ages i was like all right you come out and you're going to do this and this and this and it's like Oh, that's stupid because they're going to be the ones on the field that's taking a shortcut mm. so you know come and take a shortcut because the rest of the team's going to have to make up for you while you're taking a shortcut so they're going to make up for you now mm. yeah yeah huge sorry boys i'm getting a bit soft up this wow that's awesome yeah so. yeah Gee, yeah um i think there was uh you wanted to touch on goal setting Stephen. sorry i'm throwing you sideways here mate well just the goal setting side of things i think and i saw this the most with my ufc fighter was um sitting down with him and um like doing a core values goal setting thing and we we think as coaches that that stuff sort of a bit airy fairy and, and you know where's the science behind that stuff and you could ask him now yourselves like the change that occurred because of that a level of understanding of why he's doing what he's doing individually there's massive value in that for for young coaches the more that you can it's emotional intelligence right it's understanding why your athletes want what they you know why they're there for and then you can get the most out of them you can talk about yeah well you get into that envelope of function really easy and you toe the line and and you can do that because because you know why you know their tick 